0: your main ideas in the longer talk to get action you will have several points the fewer the better but all of them will require support material in one of our previous episodes we discussed one method of supporting the point of a talk which is what you want the audience to do by illustrating it with a story and experience out of your life this type of of example is popular because it appeals to a basic drive in people summed up by the slogan everybody loves a story An incident or happening is the kind of example most often used by the average speaker, but it is by no means the only way your point can be supported. You might also use statistics, which are nothing more than illustrations scientifically grouped, expert testimony, analogies, exhibits, or demonstrations. Statistics Statistics are used to show the proportion of instances of a certain kind. They can be impressive and convincing, especially as evidence where an isolated example might not do as well. The effectiveness of the Salk anti-polio myelitis vaccine program is measured by statistics gathered in all parts of the country. Isolated cases of ineffectiveness were the exceptions that proved the rule. A talk based on one of these exceptions would not, therefore, convince a parent that the Salk vaccine program would not protect his child. Statistics of themselves can be boring. They should be judiciously used and When used, they should be clothed in a language that makes them vivid and graphic. Here is an example of how statistics can be impressive by comparing them with things familiar to us. In backing up his point that a vast amount of time is lost by New Yorkers neglecting to answer telephones promptly, an executive said. Out of each 100 telephone connections made, seven show a delay of more than a minute before the person called the answers. Every day, 280,000 minutes are lost in this way. In the course of six months, this minute delay in New York is about equal to all the business days that have elapsed since Columbus discovered America. Mere numbers and amounts, taken by themselves, are never very impressive. They have to be illustrated. They ought, if possible, to be put in terms of our experiences. I remember listening to lecture by a guide in the vast power room under Grand Coley Dam. He could have given us the square foot figures of the room size, but that would not have been so convincing as the method he used. He told us that the room was large enough for a crowd of 10,000 people to view a football game on a regulation field. And, in addition, there would be room left over for several tennis courts at each end. Many years ago, a student in my course at the Brooklyn Central YMCA told in a talk the number of houses destroyed by fire during the previous year he further said that if these burned buildings had been placed side by side the line would have reached from new york to chicago and that if the people who had been killed in those fires had been placed half a mile apart that gruesome line would reach back again from chicago to brooklyn the figures he gave i forgot almost immediately but years have passed and Without any effort on my part, I can still see that line of burning buildings stretching from Manhattan Island to Cook County, Illinois. Use the testimony of experts. Frequently, you can effectively back up the points you want to make in the body of your talk by the use of the testimony of an expert. Before using testimony, it should be tested by answering these questions. What? Is the quotation I am about to use accurate? 2. Is it taken from the area of the man's expert knowledge? To quote Joe Lewis on economics would obviously be exploiting his name, but not his forte. Number 3. Is the quotation from a man who is known and respected by the audience? 4. Are you sure that the statement is based on first-hand knowledge, not personal interest or prejudice? One of the members of my class at the Brooklyn Chamber of Commerce many years ago opened a talk on the need for specialization with a quotation from Andrew Carnegie. Did he choose wisely? Yes. Because he accurately quoted a man who was respected by the audience as one who had earned the right to speak on business success. That quotation is still worth repeating today. I believe the true road to preeminent success in any line is to make yourself master in that line. I have no faith in the policy of scattering one's resources, and in my experience, I have rarely, if ever, met a man who achieved preeminence in money making. Certainly, never one. In manufacturing who was interested in many concerns the men who have succeeded are the men who have chosen one line and stuck to it use analogies an analogy according to webster is a relation of likeness between two things consisting in the resemblance not of the things themselves, but of two or more attributes—circumstances or effects. The use of an analogy is a fine technique for supporting a main idea. Here is an excerpt from a talk on the need for more electric power by C. Gerard Davidson when he was Assistant Secretary of the Interior. Note how he employs a comparison—an analogy—to back up his point. A prosperous economy has to keep moving forward or it goes into a tailspin. There is a parallel within the airplane, which is a useless collection of nuts and bolts standing still on the ground. When moving forward in the air, however, it comes into its own and serves as a useful function. To stay up, it has to keep going forward. If it doesn't move, it sinks, and it can't move backward. Here is another, perhaps one of the most outstanding analogies in the history of eloquence. It was used by Lincoln in answer to his critics during a crucial period of the Civil War. Gentlemen, I want you to suppose a case for a moment. Suppose that all the property you were worth was in gold, and you had put it in the hands of Bundy, the famous rope walker, to carry across the Niagara Falls on tightrope. You shake the rope while he was passing over, or keep shouting to him, Blondin, stoop a little more, go a little faster. No, I'm sure you would not. You would hold your breath as well as your tongue and keep your hands off until he was safely over. Now, the government is in the same situation. It is carrying an immense weight across a stormy ocean. Untold treasures are in its hands. It is doing the best it can. Don't badger it. Just keep still, and it will get you safely over. Use a demonstration with or without an exhibit. When executives of the Iron Fireman firm were talking to dealers, thinking needed some way of dramatizing the fact that fuel should be fed into a furnace from the bottom rather than from the top. So, they hit on this simple but striking demonstration. The speaker lights a candle. Then he says, See how clearly the flame burns! How tall it is! Since virtually all the fuel is being converted into heat, it gives off practically no smoke. The fuel of the candle is fed in from below, just as the Iron Fireman feeds fuel into a furnace. Suppose that this candle was fueled from above, as hand-stoked furnaces are. Notice how the flame dies down. Smell the smoke. Hear its butter. See how red the flame is because of incomplete combustion. And finally the flame goes out. As a result of inefficient fueling from above some years ago henry morton robinson wrote an interesting article on how lawyers win cases for your life magazine in it he describes how a lawyer named abe hummer is credited with a telling dramatic demonstration of showmanship while representing an insurance company in a damaged suit the plaintiff a mr puzzle stated that as a result of falling down an elevator shaft, his shoulder had been so severely injured that he was unable to raise his right arm. Hummer appeared to be gravely concerned. Now, Mr. Apostle Waite, he said confidently, show the jury how high you can raise your arm. Gingerly, Apostle Waite brought his arm up to ear level. Now, show us how high you could raise it before you were injured, urged Hummer. As high as this, said the plaintiff, shooting his arm at full length over his head. You may draw your own conclusion regarding the reaction of the jury to this demonstration. In the longer talk to secure action, you might make three, or at most, four points. They could be uttered in less than a minute. To recite them to an audience would be dull and boring. What makes these points come alive? It is the support material you use. This is what gives sparkle and interest to your talk. By the use of incidents, comparisons, and demonstrations, you make your main ideas clear and vivid. By the use of statistics and testimony, you substantiate the truth and emphasize the importance of your main points.